In this episode of Call to Marriage, I talk with my friend McKenna about what it's like to have a deployment baby and what that looks like, raising it, a high-risk pregnancy, pregnancy on prime, everything you want to know, we talk about it. So let's just jump right into it. Hi there. Welcome to Call to Marriage, a show about navigating life as a military spouse. I'm your host, Callie, a newcomer on the scene of what is the military spouse life. The military community is a tight-knit, but sometimes tight-lipped one. I hope to pull back the curtain on life as a military spouse to answer the questions that I wish someone would have answered for me, talk about my experiences I've gone through, or talk about the ones that I'm going through right now. I'm always learning new things about this crazy new life and invite you on this journey with me. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome back to Call to Marriage. I am here with McKenna, and this week we are talking about babies and (laughs) what that looks like, specifically around a deployment. So McKenna, if you want to introduce yourself and kind of talk about your story and what that looks like, that'd be great. Absolutely. Um, So my name is McKenna Mosser. My husband um, is actually roommates with um, Callie's husband Mm -hmm. in Romania. Um, So yeah, our husbands are Blackhawk pilots. Um, Corbin did the ROTC route, um, which is where we met at the University of Kentucky. Um, We have a almost seven month old little girl um, that joined us in July, who is so much fun and you might hear in the background. (laughs) So we're just going to apologize in advance. She's in um, her little her little bouncer. She's just yeah. having a real good time. All the toys, all the things. But yeah, so um, yeah, I just moved here to Campbell uh, in January, so we've been mm-hmm. here almost a year now. Um, but yeah, just a little bit That's about exciting. Me. Little year anniversary of it is the <laughs> year to Tennessee. Yes, and year of being out of flight school. Don't miss it. Oh, yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> no more, no more you fives don't miss and nines. <laughs> no, don't, don't really miss Fort Rucker all that much. You know, it wasn't my favorite place, but. So you, for anyone who doesn't know, our husbands have been deployed for a minute, but you had your baby almost right before he left. Yeah. So um, the the unit that the guys are in, um, they went and deployed right at the end of June, beginning of July. Um, so I was due the end of July. So July 28th um, was the day that I was going to have a scheduled C-section. Um, so Corbin and I were extremely lucky. Um, we were able to kind of just delay his deployment and he was able to stay on rear detachment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was here for paternity leave, the birth of Vivian, and then um, immediately deployed following. So, um, yeah, so he's been gone about seven months now. Um, no, six months now. Six months now. She's seven months. It feels way longer. Feels way longer. <laughs> feels way longer. Um, but, yeah, so I I was very, very lucky. Not every spouse gets to have their spouse here when they right. give birth, especially in military settings, especially around deployments and all of those things. Um, but yeah, I was really just extremely lucky so that she was here. And it really kind of depends too on the unit that you're in and the mission and, and what all that is. Cause I think yeah. you were lucky enough that it was 
just before, you know, and, and they could move him to rear D and that wasn't a whole to do and a whole to da thing. So, yeah. And you talked to, he got his paternity leave. So in the army, the soldiers get, there's a maternity leave and there's also an attached paternity leave to that. So what did the paternity leave look like for you guys? So paternity, we or paternity leave was 21 days. Um, so those 21 days, you know, it equates to three work weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were really lucky. We started paternity leave, um, when I got to the hospital, um, and that starts your pretty much your timer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, you know, don't have to work during that time. Corbin was at home. Obviously, we're in the middle of a pandemic still. We'll <laughs> think COVID. Call, yeah, call COVID 19. Um, so we were just really, I guess, an abnormal case um, because nobody was allowed in the hospital with us mm-hmm. because, you know, really we couldn't have any family coming into the home because of COVID and having yeah. a newborn. Um, yeah, those three weeks, he never, we never left the house. Um, he didn't have to go in at all. But yeah. so, yeah, it's three weeks and then they go back. And to, and to what, something you said, I know you said it, which equates to three work weeks. And I think mm-hmm. for a lot of us who are new and, and civilian, three work weeks is not yeah. a Monday through Friday. Yeah. It is Sunday to Sunday. The army, you're always on military in general. You're always yeah. on call. So that's where that 21 day counter is. It's Sunday to Sunday. That's where the 21 days come from. And that's why she said three work weeks. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's the huge common misconception. Everyone's like, oh, they get off like a whole month. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> you have to count weekends. Like, yeah. I know it doesn't sound right, but you have to count them. And so your pregnancy was on the high risk side. Yes. And so why don't you talk about that a little bit and what that process was like preparing for that? Because you gave your um, birth to your baby on Prime. Yes. Yes. Um, so we have, yeah, TRICARE Prime. Um, so I have a clotting disorder. Um, I cannot stop bleeding. Um, so mm-hmm. obviously in, in pregnancy, that makes things just a little bit more tricky. Um, Mm -hmm. So we actually um, were lucky. We got pregnant when we were down at Fort Rucker. um, And then we PCS'd when I was just finishing up my first trimester. Um, So I came here um, and got set up with a really amazing team at Vanderbilt. Um, So with Prime, um, if you have a medical disorder or anything like that, that they can't take care of on post, they will then send you out and refer you to other places that can actually accommodate your needs and be able to give you the best care. Um, So my primary care manager, my OB on post, um, really all of those doctors that I was seeing on post had just kind of decided that, you know, my, my case was just a little bit too much for them to handle. Um, and this would be much better handled at uh, Vanderbilt. So I went um, OB and maternal fetal medicine, um, which is like a high risk OB. But all of that was handled at Vanderbilt. Um, and I delivered at Vanderbilt as well. And I think that might be a common misconception about. So there are two types of TRICARE you can have. There's TRICARE um, Prime, um, which is, you know, you go on post doctors, on post hospital, all that fun jazz. And there's TRICARE Select, which means you select your provider within network, but it can be you can be seen off post. And I think there is a misconception that if you have Prime, you have to deliver at Prime. But you if you have certain medical conditions like so I have the exact opposite of McKenna my I have a clotting disorder but my blood clots too quickly and so I can get blood clots so um if you have something that 
on post deems is not something that they have the capacity for. Like you can be referred and you could be seen off post. It's not that you're trapped and you're stuck in prime. Like prime itself is, is great. I have absolutely loved prime. I am the biggest supporter of prime. Um, I've been, yeah, I've been very lucky. Most of the time I go into my PCM kind of explain what's going on and they're like, yep, we're going to give you all referrals. Go have fun at Vanderbilt. You know, we won't see you again kind of thing. So it's, it's been nice. And the, I think the biggest thing is with um, the co-pays. So with yeah. select, you have to have a co-pay at every single office. Prime, on the other hand, even if you are referred to an outside provider, um, you don't have a co-pay. So, I mean, those little things I've just yeah. loved about Prime. It's very easy. Yeah, it's definitely a, a very easy, simple, straightforward healthcare health health plan. Yeah. So you gave birth to baby four weeks later, you know, he was gone. So how has that been for you kind of going through this, you know, raising the baby while he's away and and trying to make sure that he feels like he's involved and connected? How has that been? Yeah, it, it, I will say it has its ebbs and flows. I mean, there are really, really great days. There are horrible days where, you know, you are just trying to like make it towards the end of that day and can just put the baby to sleep and, and catch like a breath yourself. Um, so I will say it just, it ebbs and flows. Um, I have been really lucky. I have a very laid back kid mm-hmm. and that is a godsend on its own. Um, she is, is very self-entertaining and relaxed. She sleeps. I have been blessed with a little clone of my husband. So just (laughs) very chill. Um, And so it has been a lot easier, um, I think, than a few of my other friends that Mm -hmm. have kids this age. Um, But yeah, I mean, it just, that's all I can ever say is it just ebbs and flows. It's never the same day. It's never the same week. Yep. <laughs> um, I, I will say it, it's a, a big struggle for us is making sure that Vivian feels connected to her father mm-hmm. and like Corbin is involved in our relationship with her and, and has that kind of connection. Um, we do FaceTime a lot. That is probably the best part of the deployment that the guys are on right yeah. now is they have their phones. They can call every single night if they really want to. Um, you know, they might be busy, but Corbin can at least carve out five minutes a day and look at her um, and just her hear his voice. Um, but yeah, so lots of photos, lots of videos. Um, every time I make a decision on anything, even if it's as silly as, you know, when we started human, like we started regular solid foods, um, mm-hmm. you know, making sure that he knew what I was doing, what foods I was introducing to her, kind of giving him every detail I could possibly give him. Yeah. Helped. Um, that way he really knows like what's going on in her life and ours. Yeah. Long distance engagement, I think is, it's hard, but sort of necessary to make sure that they feel like they're involved. And also you want to kind of keep some sort of normalcy, especially as, yeah. you know, she gets older and this is a common thing because pilots have a very wonderful deployment schedule yes but um they're gone a lot (laughs) so with with that and I think to sort of kind of summarize sort of everything that you know we've talked to and we've gone over if you were to look back on you know beginning this whole journey and everything what's something that you would 
remind yourself or tell yourself if you could kind of go back in future and see it and it could be becoming a military spouse but also becoming a mom in, in this kind of environment and what that's been like I would say that my advice would be to myself especially as a mom moving all the time is accept the help that mm-hmm. people offer um you are gonna find yourself in so many crazy situations um I mean, Corbin was gone at Sears school and my car died. I had called a girl that I had met the day before and said, hey, I know it's seven in the morning. Can your husband come and jump my car? Um, So just being able to accept, yeah, the help that people are so often offering, Mm -hmm. um, especially with little ones, Um, even if it's just a half an hour, somebody coming over to like hold the baby so you can shower. Um, take your friends up on it. Take your family up on it. Um, don't feel like you have to do everything yourself. I, yeah. I think a lot of the times, especially for myself, I have always been very stubborn and I can handle everything my on my own. Mm-hmm. So I would definitely say now, I mean, going through this all, hey, accept the help. We all need it. Oh, yeah. We can't get through this alone. Um, yeah, accept it from anybody. And I think that's the great thing about the military community in itself mm-hmm. is that it is a fast family and that like you can join it and people are so eager to just offer a hand, help you out, lend whatever they can to make it just easier. Because I think everyone's been through one deployment with the baby or they've been through a first deployment or they've been through their first duty assignment, like everything, everyone's been through their first. And so they kind of know what it was like for them. Yeah. It, and it, everybody has such a different experience. Um, but I mean, my, mine has, I have every community we've ever come into has mm-hmm. been so welcoming, so loving, um, and just so quick to be best friends. Yeah. And I think that is so incredible for spouses to have that network. Yeah. It's what we, it's what we need. It's, 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 it's what we need. Yeah. I was like, it definitely makes it easier in, in the long run to just get through everything. But I really appreciate the time that I'm just kind of talking through it. I know that it's been great for me to sort of just hear about it and as we kind of start thinking about it ourselves. Um, if you, our listener, have a question or have had a similar experience, feel free to email us at ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com. Leave a story, leave a comment, leave a question, and I will field them to McKenna if they're specific <laughs> yeah. to this, but also join the community. Like I said, the military spouse community is a tight knit one and we want to grow it and make it possible. Um, so again, that is ask.ctmpodcast at gmail.com. And I will talk to everyone later. Bye.